Welcome to Half-Blind Hecklers, episode 26. Uh, today we're going to talk about a couple things, but the primary topic that we're going to be talking about is going to be the only real privilege in today's society is leftism. The only real privileged people are leftists. Not whites, not males. People try and claim those as privilege, try and claim white privilege and male privilege, but in reality there's very little data to reflect that. There's no data to reflect systemic racism or systemic sexism in society. Women are more likely to be given jobs. Women are more likely to be accepted into universities. The same is true in blacks due to <clears throat> affirmative action in the United States. But the only real privilege is leftism. We're going to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse again, because he keeps his name keeps coming up. We're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi and her thing about her silly haircut. Talk about Andrew Cuomo, essentially saying that Trump would be assassinated if Trump came to New York. And then we're going to talk about how Republican states and Democrat states have been treated in regards to coronavirus. So the first thing we're going to talk about, we are going to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. So most recently, I think it was as of yesterday, Kyle Rittenhouse has been declared a mass murderer by Facebook and other social media platforms. Now, of course, Kyle Rittenhouse did kill two people and all the evidence pretty much points to that being self-defense, which makes him being declared a mass murderer political malfeasance due to Facebook. And some individuals who are trying to say, like, yeah, like, if you look at the data, if you look at all the information, he acted out of self-defense. And that's what makes the most sense. Because it does make the most sense that he acted in self-defense in the video evidence seems to confirm that. But anybody trying to say and promote that for Kyle Rittenhouse, their videos have been taken down, some of them have been uh, given warnings, some of them have been given suspensions, put into Facebook jail as the common parlance goes. Like, it's, it's absolutely unacceptable. Why would we accept something like that? Why would we accept that this individual commits an act and if you go against this organization's opinion on what happened, then your platform is shut down? That's, that's nonsense. That's ridiculous. But Kyle Rittenhouse, not only that was, but GoFundMe, the, the donation platform and otherwise, GoFundMe removed Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, campaign, his donation effort, to pay for his legal bills, to pay for anything else that he might come across to act as his defense. However, there is a GoFundMe for the people that he shot. Even though the people that he shot are, I think one of them was uh, had a warrant out because he committed rape on, I believe, a 15-year-old. Another one had several other criminal offenses. So GoFundMe is allowing 
these people to be funded to the tune of tens, I think about $100,000 now. Maybe even more, I haven't checked. But it's allowing these people to be funded. While Cut Rittenhouse, who legitimately acted out of self-defense, his has been taken down, and he's been called a mass murderer, he's been called a white supremacist, he's been called a terrorist. There's no evidence that he's any of those things. It's absolutely disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. So, the next thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Nancy Pelosi. Now, there was a big deal about Nancy Pelosi, I think it was on Monday. She went to a hair salon in San Francisco where she is the member of Congress for. And San Francisco, and most of California, has very strict rules regarding going to locations, going to retail stores, having to wear masks. The lockdown is it's strict in California. It's not quite to the point of Australia, but Australia is almost in a place of its own, aside from maybe Peru and New Zealand. They're all bad crap crazy. But... So she got her hair cut. She wasn't wearing a mask. Now, normally I wouldn't have a problem with that. Like, anybody who's been watching the show knows that I've just had a haircut myself recently. My wife did it because she has some training in that. So I'm grateful that I don't have to go out and that I don't have to wear a mask to get my hair cut because that's silly. But I don't have a problem with someone going out and getting a haircut. I think they should. I think that businesses should be benefited and should be benefiting from people going and visiting them, people going and giving them their business. The only problem is that Nancy Pelosi has been one of the most stringent advocates for mandatory masks, for mandatory lockdowns, for all of this, and making sure that everybody basically stays in their home. But she went out to a salon by herself and got a haircut and didn't have to wear a mask. This is another one of those clear rules for me, but not for these situations, like we addressed in episode 7. Nancy Pelosi knows the rules. She practically helped, uh, what is it, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, come up with them. She's been a stringent promoter of these nonsensical rules, but she doesn't really care. <laughs> she, she does not really care that she can flaunt the rules, because she is... A member of the privileged elite, which in today's society is leftists. They are the privileged elite in society. As long as you toe the party line and support the pledge and express undying fealty, then you can do almost whatever you want. You can lie, you can riot, you can loot. It doesn't matter. You'll be let out of jail. But if somebody shoots Another person in self-defense, they get charged with double homicide? But another person goes and loots a Macy's, loots a Target, burns down a car dealership, beats someone with a brick and they're let go? This is not a sensible society. We cannot accept that there is one class of society, that there is one group of political orientation that is privileged and they can do whatever they want and get away with it, and the other side... Basically, anything they do is heavily scrutinized. It does not matter. Same was true as we addressed on Tuesday with Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Joe Biden's like, yes, I condemn violence. It's like, that's not enough. It's like, why isn't this enough? Well, because you said it wasn't enough for Trump years ago. So you openly mention 
that you are going to condemn BLM and Antifa, who are the primary sources of this violence, or else you're just being hypocritical, because that's what you made Trump do back in 2017. But of course, you don't care. Nobody really cares about it. Nobody in the media, nobody in politics, nobody in Hollywood, they don't care about this double standard. And there is a double standard. That's undeniable. We cannot deny that there is something like this going on. It's exceptionally obvious. Another thing which we have to address is Trump had mentioned that he would go back to New York, that he would address the people there, and that he would see what was going on. And Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, of course, the guy who made a policy in which you cannot sue the government for essentially sending tens of thousands of seniors to their deaths, and they haven't even released all the data from that because they don't want to, they don't feel like they have to. But he's like, oh, Trump is the source of everything that went wrong in New York. Really? Trump is the source? A few months ago, you were saying that Trump gave you everything you needed to benefit and to be productive with coronavirus. He helped you acquire ventilators. He helped you acquire PPE. But now you're saying that he was the reason that people died? No. You're trying to shift the blame from yourself. Andrew Cuomo, Bill de Blasio, people in New Jersey, people in Connecticut, Pennsylvania, all these Democrat-run states in the far northeast with really, really jam-packed urban centers, you were the reason for all these deaths because you decided that you didn't want to cram hospitals, but you did want to cram nursing homes, and nursing homes was where people were truly vulnerable to this disease. So... I don't actually think that Trump would require an army, as Andrew Cuomo says, to walk the streets of New York. Essentially, Andrew Cuomo saying that, of course, Trump would be assassinated if he went to New York, which is crazy. What kind of person openly suggests that, oh yes, like we're, we've, we basically abandon our streets to a state of anarchy, but if you come, you know, like... We can't stop the anarchy. We're just going to put our hands up in the air and, oh no, what's going on? Trump has come. Our citizens are going to kill him. Now, some people, a bunch of morons, might, be, might buy in to Andrew Cuomo's lies. But I think a lot of people have said, Bill de Blasio, Andrew Cuomo, as, as they say in the TV show Arrow, you have failed this city. Because they have. They have failed the city of New York. They should both be headed straight to jail. Like that Venezuelan skit from Parks and Rec. Send seniors to nursing homes with COVID. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. No, no, no. Lie about it. To jail. Blame Trump. Also jail. At least it should be that way. Unfortunately, it's not. But that's unfortunately the state of modern society in New York. I could go and talk for a very, very long time about how corrupt Andrew Cuomo and Bill de Blasio are, but that's not the point of this. We've known for a very long time, and I've I pointed out multiple incidents where people on the left... The Democrats in the United States, the, le 
the liberals here in Canada, they can just do whatever they want and they know, they know they won't be punished for it. Trudeau commits multiple scandals, practically one every year, and people still vote for him by the tens of millions. Lori Lightfoot, who has failed Chicago by any rational standard, goes out and gets a haircut in the early days of lockdown, and then she tells the people of Chicago, I'm your mayor. Therefore, I need to be in front of cameras. I need to look important. Kind of a rebranding of what she said, but that's the gist. Is that I am a leftist elite. I have all the privilege. And you can't say a damn thing about it. Because... I'm the mayor of Chicago. I'm the governor of New York. I'm a rioter and I'm a looter. I'm the prime minister of Canada. Because they do not care who they hurt, how much they spend, and who dies. Because they are the privileged elite. And that's the only true privilege. Leftism. Deny it all you want, but it's there. It's real. And I'm done pushing it to the side. Anyways, last thing we're going to briefly mention is how, of course, bringing back Andrew Cuomo, states that are run by Democrats are all, they've all been, the plague has run through them. Like, the plague's not that, the, the virus, coronavirus, is not that deadly. But it has run through these places. A whole bunch of Democrat states in the far northeast, where there's lots of high-density urban centers, that is where the per capita death rate in the United States is highest. But you wouldn't know that if you listen to the media. The media is essentially a puppet for the Democrats. The media said, oh, Trump is to blame for all this death. It's like, well, okay... You can try and claim that, but places that are run by, by Republicans are doing far better. The worst place that's run by Republicans is Florida. I'm fairly certain of this. They are 16th worst. 16th. There's a whole bunch of Democrats' places that are far worse than Florida. I think the state of New York has more per capita death than Florida, Arizona, and Texas, all combined, per capita at least. And yet, they have far more population. Why are we just saying, yeah, this is the way it is. That's the way the media is going to be. No, we have to stand up. We say, all right, let's make our own media. Let's be like Rebel News in Canada. That's one of the reasons we started this podcast. We started this podcast because we were tired of people saying things that they had heard on the media, that they had heard from Occupy Democrats or the other 90%, 98%, or from CNN, MSNBC, ABC, you name it, CBC here in Canada. And we were tired of just people saying, yep, that's the truth. This is what it is. White privilege is real. Male privilege is real. Systematic racism is real. It's like... Oh, another one. Abortion is safer than pregnancy. Nope. 
None of that is real. It's claimed, sure, but it's not real. Standing up for the truth. Well, you'll be attacked for it. You'll be a target, sure. I've had several people come up to me and say, how do you have the courage, the devotion, the strength to come outright and say, this is what the truth is. This is what the data shows. This is my opinion, and I know it's countercultural, and I don't care. And I'm like, how do you have the courage to say that? And I'm like, well, it has partly to do with courage. But it has a lot to do with saying no. Oh, man, I guess it's a terrible time. It's right in the middle of the stream. I am very sorry. All right, we're good. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but it, it had a lot to do with seeing what the truth is, seeing what people are saying, saying, nope, I'm done. I'm, I'm done being the, the poor little sheeple. I, I implore you, wherever you are, wherever you might be, Stand up. Rise up. Be public. Be upfront. Be bold. Stand up for the truth. Stand up for what is right. Because if we stand up, if we stand united, then they won't have this privilege anymore because there will be so many voices to silence them when they rise up. To silence them when they try and say, No, you peons, you be quiet. Well, the peons have had enough. The peons have dealt with crap being shoveled on us and it raining down from the sky. And the peons are going to say no. At least that was my statement. That's why we started this. To start a movement. To share truth. To bring freedom. All right. Well, that's probably going to be the end of the show. It's not a very long one. Thursdays are not usually very long, but we thank you for those, the the one person who has got a concurrent viewer, which is watching. Uh, hopefully this will continue to grow. Unfortunately, Parlor does not like to share our live stream, or at least YouTube doesn't like to share it. So I'm hoping one day that Parlor will have a live stream service and that I won't have to go through YouTube I would love that, but it doesn't exist. So, for now, this is all we got. All right. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, we have we're on Facebook. I've been I finally added Facebook on my PC, and we are good to go up there. And all of our videos going forward will be posted there, along with all commentary, pictures. I'll probably even add me Monday to our Facebook page. Uh, on YouTube, you can follow us at the Half Blind Hecklers, which is probably where you're watching now. On Parlor, you can follow us at at Half Hecklers. <laughs> Bit awkward to say that. And then on Anchor, uh, you can follow us on Anchor Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a few others. 
So, uh, that is essentially today's episode. And, oh yes, I almost forgot. Uh, we just started up a fundraising campaign. Uh, so if you if you feel the need, if you, if you want to, uh, you can donate to our cause. Help us get uh, better mics, better cameras, and probably some software so that we can edit our videos a little easier. Right now it's only being done by the blind one, who is of course on Tuesdays. But hopefully if we got some better software, some better recording equipment, then we would be able to potentially have more episodes and have better quality content for all of you, our loyal listeners and our loyal watchers. So thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. And this is the Half-Blind Heckler signing off. Good night. God bless.